Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. Right. <laughs> you know, but you're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really, this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, y'all. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to now season two of Sober, Not Mature. And uh, you heard a little laugh in the background. We'll introduce her in a second. But today's kind of a big day, man. We're doing, um, obviously, uh, well, season two, we decided to to make the split. And this is the start of our second season. Really, nothing's going to change, right, Mike? I mean, all we're going to do is. Not a damn thing. (laughs) <laughs> All we're going to do is start having, you know, uh, I'm going to say real people on because <laughs> we, we had a couple of family members on. But also today is our uh, the six month anniversary of our podcast of our first episode. Woo-hoo. So, yes, Woo-hoo. we are now six month old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big day. Plus, uh, once again, we got the woohoo in the background. If we don't get a yeehaw out of you before the end of this, Daphne, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be disappointed. So, um well, let's. Uh, we got a chance to talk for just a couple of minutes, uh, Daphne. You and I have chatted back and forth on Instagram, but um, you just got a chance to meet Mike. So, Mike, this is Daphne. Daphne, this is Mike. It's a pleasure to meet you. It is my pleasure, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys sound so nice and professional. There, we'll get into the. We'll get into your real, real personalities here in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, first of all, Daphne, thank you very much for you know obviously agreeing to come on and being being our first uh, again quote unquote real guest on here. We appreciate. It. Um, and I've been telling Mike about you, and obviously he sees a little bit on the, the posts and things like that. Um, one of the reasons that that I connected with you, you know, obviously to begin with, is just you know based on some of the the posts you had and the stories you had, and I think you got a lot to offer, um, you know, to the sober community. So um, this hour is yours. Uh, we'll interrupt you, I'm sure. We'll ask. Oh, questions. absolutely. That's cool. <laughs> We're gonna. We're going to ask questions, but um, this is up to you. You can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about, you know, your hair. You can talk about <laughs> sobriety. We don't care. Whatever whatever you want. This is this is your time. So at least introduce yourself. Tell us what you want. Uh, maybe a little bit of background, and we'll go from there, okay? All right. Well, yeah, you've already seen my hair this morning, so we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and congratulations on six months. That is awesome. Thank and you. You are so Thank welcome. You. And I am so – I feel like I'm – I'm so privileged to be like your first real person and being called real that's with nothing behind it that's good not like a real bitch or a real drunk so, <laughs> so i'm really grateful for that but so thank you guys for giving me you know the chance today to to participate in my own sobriety 
in recovery. Cool. Welcome. So much appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know, God, where to begin. Oh, Jesus. You know, I, I, this is not somewhere that I ever expected to find myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably y'all neither. But, um, God, you know, growing up, I guess I can start at the beginning. Okay, at the beginning, I was probably like four or five, and I would drink my grandfather's little pony beers. You remember the little Miller ponies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, absolutely. That's where it all started. God rest his soul. I can't blame it on him because he's no longer with us. But that was like the first taste that I ever got, and it was kind of like a, a sip here and there, hiding it from my grandmother. And, uh, mm-hmm. but it was, that was the first, you know, and then that was it. And it was just fun. And I, and I don't remember a lot. And I will tell y'all right now, most of my memories are, uh, what my husband has told me because my <laughs> long-term memory is so bad. I, I never had a great memory to begin with. And that through those years of active addiction, I, it really, it really tarnished me bad. My short term, I can, y'all ask me anything between today and the last week, and I, I got it. But anything other than that, it, I, I just can't help you much. So. <laughs> well, wait, I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. So I had told Mike this story that you were in the grocery store a couple of weeks ago <laughs> listening to us, right? Oh, and then you, and your, your short term memory failed you that day. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, it did. We had chili the next day with no freaking crackers. And uh, I, I, it was y'all's fault. But like, I seriously, like when I talk on the phone in the store, I, I learned this with your podcast. Like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot focus. I go in circles. Like, I probably walked three miles in the grocery store and got like 10 items. Like, it, it was not good. But I, it was good, but it was not good for my shopping adventure. But yes, but you know, I try to. And I'm, I'm never alone. Like, my husband's always with me. And, uh, and it's hard to listen because he, he hears me talking about this all the time. And so when I'm like on the treadmill or something, I try to listen. But that day at the grocery store, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. But I learned real quickly that it was not good. So, um, but I enjoyed <laughs> it. You know, I learned a lot. So, um, yeah. So where was I? Okay. So, yeah. See, <laughs> maybe my short-term memory isn't that great either. So, um I, you know, I, I, I lived, so like I said, I would, I would drink with my grandfather, not drink with him, but like sneak sips. And I lived with them. Uh, my mom had me when she was 16. She was, I was mm. born seven days before her 17th birthday. And so, wow, wow. yeah. So, uh, I lived, so I, when I talk about them, I, I lived with them. For, <clears throat> my mom and I lived with them for many years, but, um, she got married and she was married for probably about three months, I believe until or three months after I was born and uh she my father he is no longer alive my biological father I will not ever refer to him as my dad because uh he left when I was like three months old and I never Mm -hmm. saw him he was never part of my life however he was an an addict and alcoholic so um Hmm. yeah so you know it's just kind of you know it comes back to well is it is it hereditary was it something learned if it had to be, if I had to choose one of those two, I definitely got it from him. It was nothing that I ever laid eyes on because my mother, um, the only time I've ever seen her drink was when I was trying to push it on her. <laughs> like, hey, have a glass of wine. Like, so it didn't make me look so bad. Drink with me. Right. right. Yes. She, yeah, that she did it like two or three times. So I did, it was not something that I grew up around. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, um, so I guess I drank a little in high school just normal like on the weekends i say normal Mm -hmm. as in like a normal person 
and right. uh, it, you know, and and dabbled in you know a few drugs, but nothing to the extent that I had to have it every single day. It was just something that I did on the weekends, and um, you know, I never spent money on on drugs. Like if someone had it, I would partake in it, but I really, it was just, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't my thing. I don't really know what my thing was, but that was not it at that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fast forward in college, like, so I'm still normal at this time. And, uh, <laughs> as much, uh I use that term very, very loosely. Right. There was air quotes in there. Air quotes. <laughs> yes, there was. Yes, you can see me in my videos off, but I seriously probably just did that. But, um, so in college, it got a little worse. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, the normal college thing. And then all of a sudden, I found out I was pregnant. And uh, things kind of went a little in reverse order for me. And so uh, I had just gotten engaged and uh, kind of planning a wedding for the next year. And then a few months later, things kind of sped up. And uh, so it, it was fine. You know, I was already engaged. We were going to get married. And, you know, things just were sped up just a little bit quicker. So mm-hmm. the day that I found out... Um, that I was pregnant, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, and this sounds so crazy, <laughs> and I quit cussing. Um, I was <laughs> like, I know, like the baby's going to hear me. I swear as God as my witness. I, my son was probably, I believe he was 17 years old when I finally <laughs> got my voice back and my husband was <laughs> like, that was not a good day. But I did, and I haven't lost it since. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I used to drink like a sailor, and unfortunately, I still talk like one. And I'm going to try to be ladylike. But it's hard. It's so hard. No, don't. No, no, no. No, no, no. You don't. <laughs> please. No you're, need. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to. You'll fit in quite well. You've you've listened to you've listened to plenty of episodes. You can say whatever you want. And we, you know what? We and everyone else, if everyone else doesn't consider you a lady for that well fuck them then exactly (laughs) i agree fuck them okay so with that said said, um so yeah so for those nine months you know like i said prior to that i was smoking weed all the time and drinking that was it but i was not it was a night thing you know i think if you're Mm -hmm. doing it at night then that's okay you're not you're not you have a problem because it's only at night until it's for breakfast but anyway we'll get to that later so Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my son fast forward a few years and I would say he's probably in kindergarten and this is when it started now today he is 28 years old so this is how far it goes back so we're talking like 22 years um my husband he uh has been a uh, a catastrophic insurance adjuster so he would always travel wherever the storms were he would mm-hmm. uh have to travel well, I just, my son had just started school, and so I was staying at home with him, and my daughter was two at the time, and I was just having a hard time sleeping, and he had told me, it's probably because I have two children, and, you know, he, at this time, I'm only, like, uh, 25 years old with two little kids, and he tells me, well, maybe, I always got to say he, because i I like, I got to blame somebody. He started it. So of course. He was like, I, God love him. He's put up with so much shit. I feel so sorry for him. But anyway, so he's like, maybe if you have a glass of wine, it might help you sleep. And mm-hmm. I, like, wine was not my thing. Like, I had always drank beer, but I really didn't have a thing. It was just whatever got me drunk is what I drank. And so I was right. like, okay, I'll try some wine. And 
I mean, I, I don't know how it really progressed. It, it took probably about three years, but that I can just see it now. Going to Sam's Club and getting Behringer, White Zinfandel. I thought I was this high-sophisticated <laughs> wine drinker. And, um, oh, my God, that stuff just makes me want to vomit thinking about it. And so um, – that went on it, until, you know, it was like two classes. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can sleep. And then mm-hmm. it, it, it could have been psychological. I don't know. I, maybe I was just tired. But I thought that it worked. And I didn't have to worry about him being on the road and, and worrying about being this mom, this young mom with these two little kids. So over time, that Behringer, uh, two glasses a night, t- kind of got into probably like two bottles a night. And then hmm. I upgraded my palate to uh, <laughs> La Crema, which ended up being about, today it sells for probably like $25 a bottle. And so mm. I would kind of try to take it slow on that. And I would drink it first and then I would switch over to the nasty stuff. And so right. <laughs> that went on for probably, oh my gosh, a few more years. Well, at this time we move, uh, I don't know, with, with his work, we were kind of here and there. And I, uh, Started homeschooling my children. That's where it was. So I could, um, so we could travel with him. So I pulled my kids out of school. My daughter was not even old. She was just now at this time starting kindergarten. Well, when I pulled the kids out of school and was with him again, I didn't, I didn't need that. You know, we were together and I I slept better and I didn't worry about him. And that was good. So again, I was able to just put it down, go on about my business. Mm -hmm. I would say it probably was, uh, my son was probably about nine. I could always get gauge my drinking on, on his, where he was in life. And so right. I know it, it, I got to have something to look back at. Yeah. Like that's timetable. So we build a house, we're traveling and we buy this lot down in, uh, on this Island in, uh, Alabama. It's called Ono Island. So we build a house there. Uh, my husband's still traveling. My kids, uh, are still homeschooling. I'm there with them. Well, I meet all these people. We're living at the beach, and it's kind of like, what do you do? What do you do at the beach if you, <laughs> don't, if you don't work? And I homeschooled my kids. And at this time, I was still, I was good, you know. I was, I didn't have a problem. Uh, it was the weekends and then, okay, then we got to the weekends. Like, all day on the weekends. We're out on the boat. We're out at the pool. We're on the beach. And then uh, my daughter decides she wants to go to school because she's a little social like a mom. God bless her heart. Mm. She is an alcoholic <laughs> addict. Like that apple did not fall far from the tree. And so she goes back to school. So now it's just me and my son. My husband's traveling. And I get to where it's coming into lunch. You know, so now we're eating lunch with friends. And a lot of these women didn't work. And so this is what we did. And over time, and again, you know, it's just one of those things we don't know when when it's when it's too much like when we have crossed over and we cannot stop and i'm still Mm -hmm. thinking you know and at this time i'm probably three like i'm telling you guys i'm going on the best that i can on this memory i (laughs) maybe maybe three days a week but every night but then you know i Mm -hmm. can see it creeping into lunch so fast forward uh, i'm still maintaining it i'm not really blacking out i black out a few times over that well when my son enters 
high school. He never uh, went to school. He went straight into high school. I was like, you know what, dude? You're you're taking shit that I never even took in high school. Like, I didn't even really go to high school. I graduated, but I was not there very often. And it's like, right. he's needing to know stuff that I never even, like, I never even took algebra. And so he's getting into all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. I think you got to go to school. <laughs> and so I didn't right. want him to grow up to be this big dumbass. And so I put him in school. <laughs> so now both of my kids are in school. And now I have all this time on my hands. And uh, again, I start this running group for St. Jude. So I start running. And um, we really do fundraisers. So I start this group. And I'm living in Alabama at the time. And the best name for the, the running group was the Bama Winers. And so, <laughs> I know. And so, let me tell you something. I had no idea when I made up this name. Uh, and, and now, I just left the beach and moved like 45 minutes away um, to another small, small, small town. And um, in this small town is where I got into this running group or a running club. And then I created my own group for St. Jude. And so, we would, we would go to St. Jude every December. But for like five months out of the year, I would do a fundraiser. And so I would get all these people on my team. And so they were my little Bama whiners. Well, what I didn't realize was when I created that, I was creating a monster that I just <laughs> had already been there, but was like waiting to come out. So everywhere we would go in this town, people knew us. And uh, that's when I was on Facebook. And, you know, I had a Facebook page for the Bama whiners. And we would go into the little restaurants. And it's like, oh, the Bama whiners are here. And it'd be half chance <laughs> wine or it'd be free wine. And I was like, I felt like I'm the captain of this shit. Like, I got to, like, I've got to show them what's up. So, mm -hmm. oh, my God, y'all. I'm like, my hands are sweating talking about this. So, I, we would go, we would have to plan our, 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 uh, our fundraisers. And we would have to plan our long runs together because it was half marathons. So, all this planning, you know, would start at lunchtime. And, like, seriously, people that run and do this kind of stuff, unless they have a drinking problem, you don't have meetings and plan this shit. Like, you just get out there and do it. And right. I, I'm having, like, huggers made, surface tumblers made. With the Bama Winers logo, I had logos. I mean, I went all out on this. Like, this was my thing. And so, you know, and I loved when we would go places and people knew us. I mean, it was a small town, but they knew that name. And it mm -hmm. was like, that's kind of, it became who I was. And I didn't realize it at the time how bad that really was. So me and my girlfriends, we would meet. We would go to lunch and talk about our, you know, upcoming races and this, that, and the other, and our trips. And, like, we would do destination races, which basically was about three, four, five-day trip. And the worst part about it was the hangovers and having to run 13 miles. Everything else was fun. <laughs> yes. Right. It was Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons that I never – I don't run now because I, don't, I think I'm too old to do it. But uh, when I was drinking, I think I would have died. <laughs> Oh, my God. Let me tell y'all something. I ran 19 half marathons. I only ran one of them before uh, I really started drinking. And I was sober for one. And the rest, the other 18, I would always drink the night before. <clears throat> excuse me, the night before. Mm -hmm. uh, and during the races, all 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever, I would have, uh, like, a Corona light. And I would put... Um, 
Gatorade in it. So people would think I was drinking Gatorade, but it would have beer in it. <laughs> and, and that's how I would get through. And that sounds crazy. And now let me tell you, so I wasn't. Well, not to us. I wasn't, I, I wasn't breaking any records by any means. But I never started one that I didn't finish. I was like, as long as I can get across that finish line, that is all that matters. And, and I right. completed every one of them. They were not pretty. But I finished, so I got that, you know, I'm like, woo, I finished. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. So anyway, right. going back. So basically, so-, so yeah, so you, and I can relate to this completely. So you created a scenario and a lifestyle for yourself that people around you expected you to drink. Exactly. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I never want to let anybody down. And so. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, here comes Mike. Let's get him a drink because that's the way things are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that same, 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 <laughs> you know, yes, I love the music, but that was a big part of why I was in rock and roll. Right. So <laughs> they hey, expected I, me to do that. Thank God I couldn't play a musical instrument because I'd be on tour right now. <laughs> it would not happen My husband calls me his, uh, what is, oh, a retired rock star. He's like, you party, right. <laughs> you party just like the rock stars. You know, after so many years, they have to retire. And this is probably why. And so he's like, he tells me my tour is over. But um, <laughs> so, I am no longer on tour. So um, anyway. So real, we, real, real quick question, though. At, at this time that you're, if, that you're at that point, you're doing the marathons, you got the group, the whole thing. On the surface, do you, do you still, I mean, looking back now, do you still feel like you... Uh, I don't know that you kind of fit in. Was everyone at that point doing the things that you, with the exception of Corona, in your in your Gatorade uh, bottle? But well, but on the surface, do you think that you were you were fitting in or blending? Oh no, I was out. I was outstanding. I was on top of them. Like, <laughs> I learned, no, they no. I learned very early on they could not hang with me. Um, and I say right. that not proudly because I'm not proud of that, but. What I right. learned was, at first we were kind of all the same, but when those lunches would end and they would go like to pick their kids up from school and do things that mm-hmm. you're actually supposed to do, I right. did not leave. I would stay, and I would finish. I would drink some more, and then I would go home, and I would drink again, and then I would keep drinking. Those people, right. uh, there was about two of them that were almost up to like really close and running to me but they had small children so they kind of knew when to you know when enough was enough but now Mm -hmm. my kids are in high school and i'm like i don't have anything holding me back you know i don't have any (laughs) response and plus when they both drive they're not at home and um so taming it down was hard when my husband would come home from traveling so Mm -hmm. Anyway, fast forward. Oh my God, that those races about killed me, and uh, on top of my body. Like today, I have a, a really bad hip. I have not been able to run. Like <laughs> I'm doing good to walk, and um, like I've I've had some really you know some bad problems. But anyway, I guess after uh, like once I went to treatment, those running days, and and I no longer was able to do anything with St. Jude just because of that association that I had with it. Like I still donate that stuff. I don't do the fundraisers. Sure. Because, like, one fundraiser was at a brewery. It was called Bugs and Brews. And, like, I had <laughs> crawfish. And, you know, we raised, like, $9,000. And it was great. But, you know, it all centered around that. And I, today, 
I can't do that. Like I am not right. putting myself in those situations. But okay. So anyway, look, I like I'm like a cat chasing its tail. Let me circle back around. So anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. So I would say my son goes off to college. Okay, this is when. Okay, he's high. Okay, not even go back. He's a senior in high school, and he's getting ready to graduate. I remember we all went out right before his graduation, uh, a few months probably prior to graduation. I went out with some friends, you know, the husbands and, uh, from my running group. And the next morning, this is when I should have really known there was a problem. So at this time, he's like 18 years old. So this goes back. So 10 years ago, I wake up and I was so hungover. And I went into the kitchen, uh, I mean, the laundry room rather, to do laundry. Well, when I went in there, I was feeling so bad. And I was like, I wonder if I just have something to drink, what I'll feel like if I could feel better. So at the <laughs> time, yeah, y'all know where I'm going. And so <laughs> right. it was not good. It was good, but it wasn't good. So we right. kept all of the alcohol. I never kept alcohol in the house because I did not want it in my, you know, my kids in, in, in their face. If they opened up the refrigerator, I did not want them to see any alcohol. So we had an outside refrigerator and I kept all my wines and uh, hit all the beer and whatever out there. So and it just happened to be in the garage, which was right next to the laundry room. So I ran out there, grabbed a beer, <laughs> ran back in the laundry room while everybody was asleep and I shut the door. And while I was, you know, had everything going, making noise in there, I chugged one of those ice cold Coronas. And I was like, hmm, that was good. Let me get one more. That worked. That, that, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, the magic number was two and I was good. And I was like, shit, okay. I can, like, now I don't have to, like, hide drinking at lunch. I've already got something in me. That mm -hmm. right there, that day, I swear to God, I can remember... I can see myself in that laundry room. And that was the day that I started drinking in the morning. And right. so I could do it before everyone woke up. No one knew. I could act kind of normal. And then at lunchtime, they were kind of, my husband at this time, like, if there was not a catastrophic event going on, he was at home. So it was either like I was balls to the wall or either I was like under, you know, his, under his eyes the whole time. And so mm. that pisses you off when you have to, like, when you can't do it. You know, I'm like, God right. darn. And there a fucking hurricane somewhere? Like, God darn. So, <laughs> something catastrophic needs to be happening in the world somewhere. Right. But well, anyway. Well, so, uh, oh. Mike, you Mike, you brought that up when we were talking uh, to Kathy. You said that, yeah, the problem is you, goddamn people are getting in the way of our drinking. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's not but fun. But that... Uh, no, and and that's the thing. It's uh, it, the 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 old joke that I that I heard years ago is the only way to to never get a hangover is to either never drink or never stop. Never stop, <laughs> right? Because, and yeah, once once we and I again I say we collectively, sure. you know, find that find out that that morning drink evens even some shit out. I mean, it's uh, yeah, that's a that's a turning point for damn sure. Man, mm -hmm. I was like, well, shit. I wish I'd known this a long time ago. But I'm <laughs> But I'm glad that I didn't because God knows I probably, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for all of us. We should not be on this phone call right now. We should be, you know, six feet under many times, mm -hmm. many, yep, many, absolutely. many times. But, um, yeah, so my, okay. So that's when I start drinking in the morning and I'm like, oh shit, this is not good. Like I can't let my friends see this. They're going to think I'm crazy because at this point mm -hmm. the, 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 having the lunches, 
like they are like two or three and then they're gone and i'm like whatever you know because i'm staying like until i can't till my eyes are crossed i'm not leaving and so right I knew, and, and I started kind of hide, pulling it back from a lot of my friends because I didn't want them to think, to know what I was becoming because I did not want to acknowledge what I was becoming. But we all, you know, you know, especially when you're drinking a beer in the when you open your eyes, you know you're in trouble. So mm-hmm. I guess so my son goes away to college. So let me tell y'all, he's away at college. My daughter's like her senior year. Uh, she's never home, and she's starting to get into drugs. And uh, my husband's still traveling. And, like, I, we would go with him when we were able, like, in the summers and if she was out of school or whatnot. But for the most part, I was like a child that was left unattended. And mm-hmm. and it's really, really scary. And, I I mean, it, it again, like, my palms are freaking sweating talking about this because it's like I, I just can't believe that I ever really got to that point. But um, so – Two years goes by after my son finishes. He was at uh, at Alabama, so I mean, it was like he'd come home for the weekends, and he's got like a five hour drive. And of course, you know that would make him drink more. Like worried about him being on the roads, can't get him on the phone. I mean, you name it. My husband traveling, can't get him on the phone. I'm like, oh my god, who's he with? What's he doing? Where's he? De-? You know, is he dead? <laughs> Who is she? Let me go fucking kill her. Like, what's going on? And you know, I'll never forget. One day he was like, can I take a fucking shower? And I was like. Oh, okay. You know, I, I just I just took like five shots of vodka for no reason. He's in the shower. Like, mm-hmm. I, my mind would go to these places, and I really can take that back to my childhood because, like, when I was talking about my biological father, he left. Like I said, my mom caught him cheating on her, uh, like, in their apartment while she was having him a birthday party, and she went into the back to change my diaper, and boom. And that was the end of that. And um, Damn. Right? And then my... I got a, he, my mom remarried when I was in first grade and he adopted me. So that's who I call my father. And unfortunately, uh, he had those same issues and that's mm. kind of really all I ever was exposed to. And so sure. it was very, very difficult for me to trust somebody. And mm-hmm. I remember I had only been married a few months and we went to a counselor. We've only been once and it was only that one day. And he told us everything we needed to know that day. He told my husband, he said, you are paying for what, you know, you're paying for a mistake that you didn't make. You are having, right. a, you're paying for what those men in her life did to her. And I will never forget that. And I was like, well, holy shit. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> we're done. But that's as deep as I'm going right now. Right. Exactly. I'm like, well, that all makes a lot of sense. And I never realized it. But let me tell you something, even though I knew that. It took me like 20-something years to finally understand it. And Mm -hmm. I feel so sorry for my husband because let me tell y'all something. He is like, he's a saint. I mean, he is a freaking saint. And he's never one time in our life. I met him when I was 15 years old. I'm 49 today. Never one time in my life done anything for me to think that. But Mm -hmm. that is where, that's just what I knew. And so, anyway... So, of course, I would drink over that, too. You know, we're going to drink over anything. But that, yeah, that excuse. really contributed, I think, early on because I was always so terrified of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, they did this to my mother. Why am I any better than her? Like, you know, my mom's a great woman. I'm like this. I thought I was this big piece of shit. You know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> compare to her. Like, why wouldn't someone do that? I didn't feel worthy. So, okay, fast forward. Uh, 
Hurricane Harvey, which was exactly um, four years ago. I think it was yesterday or the day before. If, if, mm-hmm. if anything great came out of Hurricane Harvey, it was me getting sober because um, my husband had to come out to Texas. I was still living in Alabama. In the week that Hurricane Harvey hit, um, my husband left for, for Texas. My daughter went into rehab, and then my son moved to Colorado. And I'll say, I'm sorry, it was in like a two-week period. So I'm like, I'm lost at this point. Like, oh, my God. Like, what in the hell am I going to do? So I'm worried about my son. I'm worried about my daughter. And then my husband's here. And so I shut down. Uh, you know, I just totally... I shut down. I, I, I quit my job. I, I got a funny jo- story about my job, but uh, I, I liked it because I could drink. But anyway, um, <laughs> God forbid any of my friends hear this that I worked with. Sorry. They already kind of knew. But um, <laughs> I mean, they actually did. Oh, they knew. They knew. You know what they did know because they served it to me. But anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> but um, but I, I'd like, that was like I could go to work and I could get my drinks in and then I'd come home and I really would shut down. Like I would turn my phone off. I quit. I quit going to my running group. I was still running at the time, and um, I, I just knew something had to change before I killed somebody or I killed myself. And mm-hmm. my daughter, she hey, she blows that pop stand in treatment. She can't do it. She's there for like uh, you know, fourteen days, and so mm. right, and so you know, <laughs> no refunds. And so, <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch, do you know what I could have done with all that cash? But anyway, um, so she comes home. So now, you got me and her under the same roof with absolutely no adult supervision. And, like, she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. And I was going to work. I hated going to work because, I mean, I could, yeah, granted, I could drink at work. But it wasn't really. It still slowed you down. It, it, well, it did. And yeah, that, that work thing. Well, you know, and listen, it was a high-end interior decorating store. So Hmm. you kind of had to get people, I would have to serve them alcohol to make them want to buy a $6,000 couch. At the same time, I didn't let them drink alone. So that's kind of where that went. Right. Yeah. So fast forward into my daughter's home, and she's still not doing well, and I'm sure as hell not doing well. My husband was like, you know what, I think I need y'all. The best thing for y'all to do we'll get rid of the house and y'all come to Texas. I'll find a house out here and let's just get a fresh start. Hey, you know, everywhere I go, there I am. And so, right. Yeah. Those geographic cures always work. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, I mean, it, it did until it did, but right. it got, it, at least, right. at least we got, Hey, you know, the people, places and things. I got rid of mm-hmm. the people. Granted, I was the worst one of them, but Whatever. I, I didn't. I didn't have those. I didn't have the drinking buddies when I got here. So I was like, okay. So now I'll just drink at home. But let me tell y'all, like any smart alcoholic, I got on Facebook and I found a group of women. Like it was some a group out of Houston, like a girls' night out group. Before I got here, mm. and so I was hmm. like, ooh, they look like a lot of fun. And so, so <laughs> let me tell y'all, we load up, we get rid of the house, we get in the u-haul we come out to this house my husband had found us a house we come to the house well that week i go and meet these girls for lunch and i'm like okay let me you know go check them out whatever well one of them happened to own a gym and so she's like all my friends come for free come to my gym i'm like i do i look like i work out and she's like it's, it's, we had fun i was like okay i'll come so and oh she said we have beer and i was like 
<laughs> you serve beer? And she's like, yeah, we have and we have fun at my gym. I was like, well, that sounds like my kind of gym. And let me tell y'all, these people that I met that day for lunch, they did lunches like me. And I was like, holy shit, I love it here. Like, I have found my people. <laughs> and so they were like, I don't think anybody ate. Everybody drank. And I was like, okay. So fast forward, I joined your gym. They have a huge cool. I had to put, I got the picture to save. I got to put it on Instagram soon. And it shows the the clear, you know, the fridges that you can see inside of. Right. One up, one sure. side is three shelves of different types of beer, and the left side is nothing but waters. And there's a big sign that says, "Waters like a dollar or two dollars, and beers are free because they didn't have a liquor license, <laughs> right?" And so, so I joined this gym, and the worst part about it was working out. And so, um, <laughs> I. Let me see. I just I just lost my brain. Um, join the gym. And, and so these people that I've met here, they are acquaintances. They're not my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. of, to this day, nobody knows where I live. I've never met their spouses. Like, we didn't hang out. We just went to the gym, and then we would go straight to lunch and drink. So after being here, I got here in February. I made it all the way until Cinco de Mayo. And we went to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, of course. You know, you know every occasion you got is an excuse to go out and drink. Absolutely. <laughs> it's and even even a random Wednesday. <laughs> well, exactly. But this is yeah, I can't drag my husband out on a Wednesday, but I could get his ass there on Cinco de Mayo because we're big Mexican lovers. So I'm like, Cinco de Mayo, we gotta go. <laughs> so let me just tell y'all, two days later, I was still celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Uh, and which of course we celebrate every day but I say celebrating it because I was still drinking the tequila and I had this I always okay I think I gotta go back so like talk about like squirrel cat chasing its tail here we go so we um <laughs> shit okay I lost train of thought again hold on where was I? oh yeah so we go um no I did it again like seriously where was I what I say you're talking about <laughs> You were at the seventh of May, but then you went back. Yeah, yeah, you were you were doing cinco, uh, what no, not uh, siete, siete de Mayo. <laughs> hey, and can y'all believe my husband's sober and lives with his shit? He's, he's, oh my god. Okay, so okay, cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So back at the gym, I decided I needed a personal trainer. So I had I got on uh, a personal trainer, and let me tell y'all. So I would go to him. And I would be hungover or either drinking on the way there. and But I would go real early so that I would be less intoxicated. Well, he got this, <laughs> this lady, and she did, she did, like, my meal planning. So <laughs> this is where I was going when I got my DUI. So she is, like, every week I would send her pictures of, like, in a bath, uh, whatever, bra panties, whatever. And so she'd be like, okay, Daphne, if you only have one glass of wine a night and you're eating everything I'm sending you, blah, 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 blah. Like, we got to change it up this week. So every week she was having to change up my meal plan because she, that crazy bitch didn't know I was drinking like God knows how much <laughs> every single day. But I lied. Right. Said, but I was like, oh, yeah, maybe one glass of red wine. I don't drink red wine. And so mm -hmm. anyway, and I don't drink one glass. And so, <laughs> so I was still doing this meal prep, right? And... I, uh, so we would say six ounces of chicken, you know, 10 times a day, whatever. I would eat like half of three ounces of chicken and I would only eat, if I was supposed to eat five meals, I would only eat like two. And just enough to mm -hmm. keep me going, you know, just, just right. enough. 
And so, but I was still, I was getting my calories in, but so she couldn't understand. God love her. If she ever listens to this, she'll know why her plan didn't work. But <laughs> um, actually, I'm not friends with any of those people anymore, or they're not my friends because I'm sober. And that what they say, you know, get sober and find out who your friends are. But that's okay because right. they were just acquaintances. They were not my friends. So anyway, fast forward, I'm still meal prepping and it's two days after Cinco de Mayo. And it's on a weekend, I believe. I don't shit, I don't know. I don't know a football game was on someday. And my husband was watching it. And so I'm doing all my chicken. And it's super sunny. So I like out of my bathing suit and I'm going, I'm laying out and I come in and do some more meal prepping and I go back out. While the whole time, you know, this Texas heat's probably like 105. And I am drinking straight tequila. Those were my margaritas. And mm-hmm. it's a, you know, tequila with some lime. And so I ran out of chicken and I was like, well, <laughs> shit, I, I don't even know why. Like one chicken breast would have lasted me a whole week, but for whatever reason, I felt the need that I needed to go buy more chicken. Well, I come in and my husband's asleep on the couch. He'd been watching football and he fell asleep. I was like, well, I'm right around the corner from Costco. Like guys, I'm seriously like no shit. When I tell you I'm two miles there, almost round trip, like mm-hmm. straight shot. So I didn't wake him up. I was like, I'll be back before he wakes up. So as I'm walking out the back door, I chug that tequila and I sit the glass right by the back door and I threw on a cover up and, uh, which I look like, I look like a stripper. And so, uh, <laughs> and, listen, and let me tell y'all something. Hey, I, I, hey, look, teach that to, hey, to that own self and truth. If my, hey, if it would have worked out for me, I might would have done it, but I never tried it. So I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to go with it. Probably would not have, but I don't have anything against them. So that's not. Okay. Wait, going. wait a second. <laughs> Pause, pause there real quick, Mike. Remember that when you're thinking about the uh, the title of the episode, stripper Perfect. was stripper was mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just so you know, Daphne, he's he's in charge of the the episode title, so you might just uh, <laughs> you might just came up with something for our episode okay. title. Okay. okay, so let me rephrase. Uh. That. So then I looked like a little schoolgirl, and I was on my way to church. <laughs> Because I, I had choir, I had choir practice, and so uh, no, so uh, so I, apparently I was feeling good about my body because I'm not mm-hmm. I, I'm a very I, I'm, a, I'm a big prude like I'm not that kind of person. So I knew I was very intoxicated when I saw when I went to trial and I saw the video. I was like, holy shit! But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I straight up looked like uh, yeah, I didn't look good. I, I I thought I did apparently, but I didn't know anybody here, so I didn't really you know I didn't care. So I'm like, I wanted to buy chicken. I'm going straight back outside into the sun. And so I threw on this cover up and I, I, I and it's like, found out it was see-through. So anyway, I got a Costco. <laughs> I saw that in the video at trial too. And yes, it did go to trial, but it's that's another long story. So anyway, uh, I go grab my chicken, throw it in my trunk. And so let me preface this by saying, it is the weekend. I do remember that now. It was the weekend and uh, I had just gotten <laughs> a brand new sports car the day before Cinco de Mayo. So therefore it did not have plates on it yet. So, you know, <laughs> I, so I got all these things that are not working in my favor at this point. So, um, I throw my chicken in my trunk and hop my little ass in my car. I pop the sunroof, roll down my windows and I'm trying to get out of Costco. Well, getting out of Costco, you got five lanes. I have five lanes to get over really fast to make a U-turn to get back to my neighborhood. And I've got pictures of this because I, after this, I went and sat and took pictures and videos of people doing the exact same thing I did. 
but it didn't really sure. help. My, it didn't help my case because they could have been drunk. Or sober. <laughs> I always did it when I was sober, and I like a few months ago, I found a way to get out of the back of Costco straight into my neighborhood. I was like, "Well, son of a bitch!" <laughs> I never knew, never, ever, ever, ever knew that was possible. But whatever. Anyway, it all happened for a reason, and I and I'm grateful for it. But. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm trying to get over and apparently a cop didn't like the way that I was uh, obstructing two of the lanes because I was not going straight. I was kind of at an angle and, and then mm-hmm. he lit me up. So fast forward, um, I get pulled over and apparently I was, apparently I had a little bit more drink than I thought I did because, and I didn't realize it until I saw the video once to get a trial and I was mortified. And I'm just talking about that I'm a wino. I'm like, holy shit. Well, I'm fucked now. Like, <laughs> they ain't no going back. <laughs> like, that's what I'm telling him on the video. And um, mm-hmm. then I go on to say, you'll hear the first thing. Have you been drinking? Like, the okay, y'all, I'm four foot eleven. This guy might have been <laughs> five foot two. Like, he's probably the shortest cop that was ever created. <laughs> so, so, and he's having to lean over into my car because it's low to the ground. So, I'm like, I'm fucked. So he starts, uh, you know, have you been drinking? Well, of course, I don't lie. I learned this the hard way. I probably should have, but I didn't. And so I was like, yeah, I've had some tequila, blah, blah. But I drank it like right <laughs> as, I, as I was walking out the door. That's why it's so fresh in my breath. Well, ma'am, I'm on YouTube to get out. Oh, so now, y'all, I'm on the, I'm out on the, like, next to, oh, God, business intersection in Houston. And, uh, and it's a Saturday afternoon. This is not good. And so, and I am in a bl- bright fluorescent Gucci Mama cover up on the side <laughs> of the road. And I am having to do this field sobriety test. And then he's like, I need you to stand on one leg. I'm like, dude, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a runner and I have got a very bad hip. Like, I had an excuse for everything. They were legitimate. Oh, hey, but they were, they were legitimate. But it really, you know, but it was the truth, but it still wouldn't have mattered. Because, like, today I couldn't stand up on it if I had to. So I was just kind of letting them know just in case I fail, this is why. And um, <laughs> so anyway, let's just say I ended up in the back of a cop car. And so uh, thank God they called my husband and uh, let him come get my car. And uh, I, y'all, I was after I made the U-turn, I was one uh, one entrance in from my neighborhood. I'm like, y'all don't mm-hmm. understand. I could walk home in like two minutes. And, uh, and I was like, hey, about follow me home. And I didn't know I said that either until I watched the video. And they were like, I was like, can you just follow me home? And they were like, uh, no. And I was like, well, can you drive me home? And they were like, no. And I was like, God. And I was like, but you don't understand, y'all. I could wake up and I could blow and I would be over the limit. And But right. hearing those words for me to say that on video, it was so real. But I was, I was sober when I finally saw it, thank God. But anyway, so fast forward, I go to jail for 12 hours, and I about got about a 500-pound black girlfriend, which I was not, I was not into. <laughs> it was the scariest time of my life. And um, she was trying to keep me warm. I was like, nope, I am quite all right. <laughs> and, I, I, hey, I froze my ass off and didn't pee for 12 hours. I've... I, I was like, okay, I'm not going back. This is not happening again. So anyway, I go home and, uh, you know, and in my mugshot picture, I I look like I'm really fucked up, but I was really, I had cried my eyes out because my worst fear was that phone call to my husband because I Mm -hmm. know with my daughter at that point, by the time she was 21, she'd already had two DUIs and she's been in so much trouble and I know the disappointment in my husband and in me when that would happen and I did not want to disappoint him and that for me 
is what, um, you know, that was what really did it for me. And so that was what just terrified me. I was like, I'm not worried about going to jail. I'm not worried about not being able to drive. I mean, I don't care. Like, none of that matters. Um, that was where I was most disappointed. You know, I was just disappointed in myself. And and I'm just grateful. Right. I could have been that to me. And I will tell y'all, that was like the most sober. I mean, that was most, yeah, that was the most sober drunk I've ever driven. Like, I I. I mean, I was sober compared to 99% of the times when I'd driven. Right. So, so I was really excited about that. I was like, shit, it could have been a whole lot worse. So anyway, he picks me up. And of course, the first thing he says is it's okay. You know, you're going to be okay. And I got you. And, and, and that's, that was all I needed to hear. Like, you know, I didn't, well, I didn't, you don't need somebody jumping up your ass when that happens. But you know, it was mm-hmm. just, it was, it should have happened 10 years ago. So anyway, for, because that was like in, you know, the beginning of May. So fast forward for May, the rest of May, June, and July, I quit the gym. I didn't go anywhere because I knew if I had to get in that car, I was going to get a DUI because I was waking up at night drinking in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night and I would drink in the morning. And I had been drinking in the morning for a couple of years at that point. And one morning, um, my mom had, we had been out of town in Austin for our husband, my husband's, uh, something with work. And he had, uh, like he was one of the people putting it on and long story short, I'd set out in the sun all day long doing what Daphne does, you know, doing my thing mm-hmm. while he worked. And we were supposed to go to dinner that night. And this was the, this was the end of the beginning for me. Um, so up until that point, I hadn't been going anywhere. I'd been staying at home. I would have all my alcohol delivered, um, you know, DoorDash and whoever would deliver it. And uh, and so I didn't have to drive. <laughs> oh, man, those people, those people probably think I'm dead. And so, I mean, cause I was seeing them, like, like, I was seeing them all the time. And, you know, towards the end when I would actually go in and buy it, like, I had no shame. Like, I wasn't acting like I was buying it for somebody else. I was buying it for a gift. Or I would, you know, try to find somebody different to check me out. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, yeah, I got to get this in me. Like, just get me, let me get going. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, right. I didn't want to have that same person ring me up. I'm like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you weren't far gone enough if you ever actually gave a shit. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. So, uh, so that's how I had been up until that point. Like, I was not leaving. And so we went out of town. And that night we were supposed to go to dinner with some people. And I'd been at the pool drinking all day. And uh, we went upstairs to get in the shower. And, of course, I could not wait on my husband to take a five-minute shower. I had to take my ass back down to the bar. And he finds me in the bar. And all I remember uh, is him. I mean, I can remember being in there. And then I remember waking up the next day. And so what transpired, I was told, was that he was speaking to a potential client. (laughs) Uh, No. uh Uh-huh. That he had just met. And uh, potential was the word. And so... um, Apparently, the guy wouldn't shut up, and I was ready to go, and I didn't like him talking. And let me tell y'all something. (laughs) I was a super, super, super sweet drunk. I was never a mean person up until the very, very end, and that's, and this, I guess, was the very end, because we had this conversation the other day. He was like, Daph, you never were, like, you know, my daughter, she'll beat your ass in a heartbeat if you look at her the wrong Mm -hmm. way. Like, that's not me. Like, that, that's just not who I, I was not that person, but... And it could have been a whole lot worse. And I think what I did was humiliating. But like I said, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But the man wouldn't shut the fuck up. 
And so apparently, <laughs> I was ready for him to stop talking. And so you know how, like, when someone's, you know, you talk with your hands, uh, not like I'm talking with my hands right now, but like when you're like trying to tell someone to shut up and you kind of like close your hand with your thumb against your forefinger. <laughs> that's, yes. yes. Uh huh. That's what I did, and I did not do it to my husband. I did it to that man. And nice. I, from what I was told, the man said, Well, it looks like we're done here, uh, that you need to leave. And so <laughs> my husband says, then I was a little too drunk to go to dinner. He couldn't, he had to carry me to the, up the elevator, uh, to the escalator, I mean, elevator up to the room. Uh, we missed dinner. The morning I woke up, he says, how do you feel? And you know what? If someone asks you that when you wake up, you know, you better not answer that. Cause that's like a loaded question. And he's like, well, how do you feel? And I'm like, uh, I look, I like look around the room. I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. And I was like, I don't even remember, honestly. I can't remember. And he was like, well, you should feel like shit. And I was like, I yeah, okay, I probably do. And so he was like, well, there's your hot dog. Or No, he said, are you hungry? And I'm like, I don't know, am I? And he was like, well, there's your hot dog. And I said, a hot dog? And he said, yeah, you made me walk three blocks to get it last night. Because we couldn't, <laughs> because we couldn't, because we couldn't go to dinner. And he said, then when I walked back, you were passed out. And I was like, right. Huh, okay. Well, he lets me know about the night prior and that we're leaving and coming home two days early, that he's not staying. And that right there, when he told me that I had embarrassed him, that was the very first time that I had embarrassed him to that degree. You know, acting like a mm -hmm. dumbass and a fool, acting crazy was sure. one thing. This right here was a business thing, and I showed my ass, and I felt like the biggest piece of shit. So... I'm like, okay, this is a turning point for me. So he gets in the shower. Well, I think it was about to be a turning point. When he gets in the shower, I haul ass downstairs, and I get two Bloody Marys, <laughs> and I get them to, like two, two double shots in them because I'm like, this is going to be a long-ass ride home back to Houston. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I got to, like, get chilled out for this ride. And so, y'all, that was on a Wednesday. We drove home on that Thursday. I, I cannot honestly remember if I drank that night. I don't, I, I just can't really recall. But that Thursday I woke up and uh, that night actually I found an AA meeting and it was a women's meeting and I went to it the next morning. And uh, I, the women, I walked in and I was like, you know, I don't belong here. I used to live mm -hmm. in a house that you had to go through a guard shack and go over a bridge to. I didn't live under that bridge. I am not one of these people. You know, I, sure. have, I have this, I have that, I have this, I'm still married, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, it didn't, it didn't fucking matter. We were the same. And I did not know that until I walked in that room and I started looking at these women and I was like, this lady looks like she could be in a magazine, yet she doesn't even have her children. Like, this lady looks like my grandmother and, you know, she's had four DUIs. Like, you know, it's like, wow, we really have a lot in common. Anyway, I cried and cried and cried and cried and told my sob story and uh, was like, I, I, I gotta get, I gotta do this. Well, okay, they all gave me their phone numbers and anybody listen to this, if people give you their phone numbers, they don't do it because they have to, they do it because they want to. And right. I absolutely. And I didn't believe that. I'm like, these crazy ass people don't wanna talk to my ass. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, they started blowing me up and I was not answering them because when I left there and you know, we would wake up, I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, you, we have, we really mean that. 
I really meant when I say I will be back tomorrow and see you ladies at this other meeting that y'all have invited me to. Y'all, I left that meeting with my little coin and I was so excited. And then the more I looked at it, I'm like, this is a fucking doubloon. What am I going to do with this tacky ass thing? <laughs> like, this, I don't know. And I went straight to the liquor store and yep. couldn't do it. Next day, uh, drink all day. They're texting me and I get these, I don't have a program. I'm like, who in the hell keeps calling me and who are these people texting me? Well, it just so happened to be my mom is driving back into town from Alabama and she's bringing my wild child because she had just gone to court for her second DUI. And my mom's driving her back out here for us because we had been in Austin. Well, so now I got my mama, I got my husband that I have got to hide this shit from because my husband already knows what went down. My mama doesn't really know. So this is on a, um, she gets here actually that Thursday after the, my meeting, I, I take that back. So y'all, for the next Thursday night, all day Friday, I am a raging lunatic trying to hide this alcohol. And I, 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 it's, a, it's, it's nothing but the grace of God. And it, it, it was a plan and I'm glad it happened the way it did. But while she was here, like she told me early on when I couldn't quit drinking, she's like, just don't buy it, Dad. Just don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, like, we have, si yeah. Seriously, like don't fucking buy it. Are you fucking kidding? Like I didn't think about that. You know, I'm like, Mama, you just don't know. God love her. She's never smoked or done a drug in her life. Like she does not. You, you don't know what you don't know. So mm -hmm, anyway. Right. I was going crazy, you know, having to deal with my wild thing again about getting in trouble. And I'm like, you know, of course, more excuses. I got to drink. And then my mom is here and I can't drink. So I got to drink more. And I drank all that day. We, and I feel bad because like she's here in town. I can't go do anything with her because I sure as hell can't get behind the wheel. And I can't let mm. her know that. So I'm like, let's just hang out and catch up. And I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, you need me to cut your <laughs> hair? And that was the worst mistake she could have ever made was saying yes to that. I, <laughs> I fucked that hair up. But I'm like, you knew I was drinking. Why did you let me do your hair? But anyway, right. <laughs> yeah, she lived and learned. She'll never let me do that again. But anyway, I, I, I never want to do it again. I only want to do it, I guess, because I was drunk. But anyway, so that Saturday, she's headed back to Alabama. And... I wake up. I'm trying to hide it. I'm drinking. Yeah, these last few months, I was drinking vodka or either wine out of my coffee cup every morning. And so, no one, you know, right. you saw me from a few feet away, but, you know, I'm, I'm like a midget. So, everybody can look down into my cup if you walk past me. So, I kind of like, but always, <laughs> you know, I had to prop myself up, up over in the corner so nobody paid me any attention. So, this day in particular, that Saturday... I, I'm hiding it and I'm getting pissed off because I'm like, God, get the fuck on the road. Like, you've got to go home, woman. Like, I've got to have some relief. And, I, you know, hiding it from my husband because I've already embarrassed and humiliated him. And now, let, and, and he didn't he didn't wear me out on it. You know, he was just like, you got, this is it now. Like, you've got to use this. And, and I pray that it was a learning experience. You know, I'm like, little did he know what a learning experience it really was. So that day, my mama finally leaves. I had been drinking, hiding shit all morning. Like, I had vodka hidden in one of my guest bedrooms. So I would go in there, and I, it had the handle on it, and I would turn that handle up. And then, um, you know, I'd, I'd hide it, and I'd come back out and like, oh, yeah, just, you know, take it on shit, whatever. So <laughs> so my mama leaves. My wild child leaves. She, you know, <laughs> no driver's license anymore, but she gets in her car, and she's gone. and Because that's what we do. And so... Um, so now it's just me and my husband. He's in his office working. I'm like, thank God. So this, all I remember that day, this is the day that I went away. I went to detox. I remember 
I'd been drinking vodka, and I knew that I had had two bottles of wine. That's all I remember. I know there was beers. I don't know how many of them, because I drank them all until they were gone, and I don't like beer. And I'm sure I ate, like, some edibles, because I was like, I love me some edibles. <laughs> and so, I um, like, love, love, love. Them. I hate, I cannot stand the smell of weed. I smelled it last night at that concert, and I'm like, ugh. I don't like the smell, but I could eat that shit till the cows come home. So anyway, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like one time I came back from Colorado and I had a trunk full. I was, a, I was everybody's drug mule. It's funny. But anyway, so, um, I drank it all. Like I had nothing left, like nothing left. And it was like, I can either use my app and order some more or I could, hopefully I just wanted to pass out. You know, you just get to that point. Cause right, I just want to fucking pass out. Well, I couldn't, right. and I couldn't order anything cause he would see that doorbell ring and I, it'd be done. So I don't know what happened. I know I remember going in the bathroom and I just looked in the mirror at myself and I just started crying. Like I didn't even recognize the person that I, I was looking at. It's like, I see this shell, like I see my eyes. I don't even recognize what I'm looking at. And it just broke my heart. And I don't know if I, I it, that rest of this day is kind of like a brownout. And then it was pretty much a brownout till it was a blackout. And I recall going into my husband's office. I don't know how much time had passed, but I know I had enough in me that I should have. A normal person might have been dead. You know, a normal person. That right. is. Like, my husband gets drunk if he, like, eats beer nuts. Like, that's the kind of person <laughs> that I'm married to. Like, no shit. Like, seriously? Like, really? Like, if one beer? He's a, Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I go. I remember telling him I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, I was done. And I didn't want to live. I do remember telling him I did not want to live anymore because I couldn't live this way. I didn't know who I was. I didn't like who I was. I have absolutely, my only problems in my life at that time was my drinking. I just have, I have a great life and I don't say that to brag. I mean, like, I didn't have an excuse. Like, I have mm -hmm. every excuse to live for, not one excuse to drink over. And, but yet, here I am. And so I remember him holding me in his lap and his, you know, because I'm like a midget, so I'm like a little kid. <laughs> I remember that in his lap. You snorted. And so I did. I did too. And so that means it was really funny. I like that. So it was. It was. So I remember sitting in his lap. The next thing I remember is him picking me up off the floor in my bedroom, putting on my clothes, because <clears throat> apparently I had passed out a t shirt. And uh, I guess I was still feeling sexy from the gym. I don't know, from a DUI. And so um, the next thing I know, I am in the car and I'm drinking a nasty ass bottle of Sutter Home Chardonnay. And I only know that's what it was because he told me, and I know it, that shit's nasty because I would never drink it. But he told me that I made him stop to get me some. And I said that I needed it before I went to detox. So what had happened in the hours I was passed out was, um, he called around. He said it took him about four hours to find me a detox center. And uh, he they had an opening at 8.30 that night, and it was about 45 minutes away. And he drove me there not knowing what was going to happen. But he, told, he said I told him, and I did not know this until I got out of treatment, actually, that he told him that, I, excuse me, I told him um, that if I had known how to use his gun, that I would not be sitting here right now. And mm -hmm. I told him that on the way to the detox center. So apparently it got really bad and, and he really, he gets really upset when he talks about that. So I don't know 
if that's just kind of like the you know I, I don't ask much more than that because that it bothers me to know that that's the, the point that I had gotten to and that I was blacked out that I don't even recall saying that and I was a blackout drinker for about the last 10 years which terrifies the shit out of me but anyway so I'm supposed to be there for like two or three days to sober up and while I'm there I'm like ooh, I can drink again like a normal person when I get out of here and because like I seriously y'all went for like a brief moment when I came to I, that's what I kind of thought and I was like I'm gonna stop and get some alcohol on the way home and then a few days later I come to find out I was hallucinating so bad I had to stay for six days and it, hey hallucination or not something happened and I decided that uh I was going to go away to their 90-day treatment facility while I was there. So it was a door-to-door -door nice. process. They called my husband told him, and my husband said there ain't no way in hell she would agree to that. And hmm. he couldn't believe it was my idea, and it was. And like any good alcoholic, I went and checked in on Facebook at the treatment center. And I was like, when I got out, I was like, what in the actual fuck have I just done? Like now, <laughs> I, these people, hey, these people know, they are. these people are waiting on me to fail. Like everybody is going to be waiting on me to fail because ain't nobody in the right mind going to put a dollar on me staying sober. So, um, and I, I don't know if that was some motivation behind it uh, other, other than not wanting to blow my head off or disappoint my husband. Or kill somebody, or to prove all these motherfuckers wrong. But here I am today at four years. <laughs> so that's yeah, kind and, of uh, it in a nutshell. And you're uh, that's that's a large nutshell, but that was <laughs> <laughs> hey. no. But see, well, so here here's what's funny, and uh, uh, I had mentioned this to Mike. I'm like, because I watched your your Instagram live that you did with you and your <laughs> husband on the on the golf course. Yeah. And you did you did that. Um, like in like, I don't know, whatever it was, nine or 10 minutes or whatever it was, <laughs> you know, so I, I got the gist of it. Um, but I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, going back through all of that stuff is wonderful because there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, well, I probably the main thing that we were trying to accomplish with all this is to get, you know, exactly what you just did. You gave real stories and real feelings and just a real person that went through the shit. And on top of that, I've heard, and I think Mike and I were talking about this a little bit too, that. You know, it's we we don't see. Although we got a lot of female friends, there's more of the the guy version of all this, all these stories out there. You just told, I mean, Mike, don't you think? Basically, told a lot of our stories of what she oh, just absolutely. ran through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't you know, and, discriminate female, male, no, it, black, white, doesn't, whatever. Doesn't matter that you're some four eleven midget in Texas and Alabama, Thank but, you. <laughs> and then you've got you got Mike and you got me, and I mean through that whole thing, I'm sitting here, I'm shaking my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But the um, and you know the the thing of it is is that uh, um, the you're real with what you what you talk about, and that's mm -hmm. why it said uh, that I think that you got a lot to offer to the not only to the sober community in general, but to to women too, and. You know, so many people are afraid that everything you just talked about, afraid that people are looking at you to fail and I can't do this and I'm trying to please and I'm trying all these different things, you know, so stories like this are, this are cool. Plus, I mean, on top of it, you're, you're a hell of a lot of fun. We should have played, we should play a game on this one and, um, like have some prize where people can count how many y'alls were in that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not through yet, y'all. Oh, no. no, I know, but... Uh, but um, but yeah. So uh, the the one thing too. So when you went in, where was the park bench? Was that was oh. that in the? Yes, that's so funny. At four o'clock this morning, I was thinking about that story. I was like, I gotta tell him about that park bench. No. So we were in treatment, 
and they would take we were it's called it's in Wimberley, which is a tiny little town about uh, 45 minutes, well, maybe 30 minutes outside of Austin. It's in the hill country where all the wine, all the vineyards are. I'm like, why the fuck would y'all put a treatment center in the middle of vineyards? <laughs> and when we would get on the druggy buggy and go to meetings, I'm like, if I ever am missing, y'all are going to find me in one of these vineyards passed out. But, um, like, it was really torture. But, no, so we would go to these meetings, and one of the meetings was in, uh, outside of, in, excuse me, in Austin. And on a part, uh, on the bench outside, like, where you smoke, someone had hand-carved, life sucks, better sober. And I don't remember a lot out of treatment, and a lot, I mean, I do, but I don't. But that one thing stuck out to me, I'm like. And that was one of my first meetings that I went to, and I was like, life sucks better sober. And so that's where that came from. <laughs> and I texted you that picture or sent it to you the other day when I went back there. They apparently, they thought it was a great phrase because they've redone all the benches, and now it's like, I don't know how etched in it or carved or painted, maybe painted and then charlacked over with the big AA sign above it, and it reads, life sucks better sober, and that's that's where it came from. Well, and, and that was kind of funny because you had, uh, whatever you said, some, send these comments back and forth on Instagram <laughs> when that when that came up, and that's why I said, I'm like, that, you know, and I, I told you, I'm like, that would make a great t-shirt, so, and honestly, that's one of the ones that, there's been quite a few people now that have bought that t-shirt, uh, and I mean, a lot of, a uh, lot of conversation, every time somebody posts, you know, we get somebody who bought it and they post it, uh-huh. people are like, that's awesome, <laughs> you know, and I always give you, I always give you credit for it because that, I've never heard that before, oh, but, um, yeah. Hey, maybe well, I actually those... was still drunk and I wrote it on there. Well, I'm going to take it as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it there. I carved it. I just don't remember. I told you I have a bad memory. <laughs> No, that's okay. You know, if if you actually did that, if somebody saw you do that, that makes even that makes even a better story. Yeah, so, um, no. a couple of things here, real quick, and we're at like an hour seven right now, which is cool. Okay, so um, we got a couple of different different options here. So, what I would like to, because we, I, I mean, you've got so we got to the point now where you got sober, and once again, congratulations, because your four year anniversary was July, right? Yes, 29th. Okay, congratulations on obviously on four years. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think what would be fun, you know, is to, um, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, it'd be fun to hear from this point forward, you mm-hmm. know, from, from what she's done. So maybe we can have you on again. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I've, you know, I put everything into this like I did my drinking, all or nothing, you know, just the way I that I do it. And it's my life today. It's, you know, when COVID hit, that's when I was like, Okay, I gotta learn more about this disease. So that's when I went to school, or you know, online, and you know, became a recovery coach. And then you know, I got my relapse prevention and sober companion, and oh god, sober, sober transport. You know, I wanted to do all of these things um, just to help somebody because I, if I could help one person, not end up where I have been, just mm-hmm. one person by sharing all of my shit. It is gonna, it, it's worth it, you know? And, and today, like, I did it because I was like, ooh, they make great money and I could do this and that and other. But no, at the end of the day, I want to give back what was free, freely given to me for free. Right. So, you know, I will talk till the cows come home and help anybody that I can. And, you know, my husband's like, I paid all this money for school and blah, blah, blah. You ain't making no money. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but, you know, I, I just want to help. And, but that's just who I am. And, and that's where I'm at today. 
Well, and and that's the thing, and the, you know, Mike and I were talking about that too, because I know that when, and you've heard his story, you've heard my story, if you've listened to those episodes, mm-hmm. and you know, I came in, uh, you know, it sounds kind of like you did, where I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this, you know. Right. Whereas Mike came in, where you know he had been, you know, and he's he hasn't been shy about that, right, Mike? I mean, you've been through this before, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't my first rodeo. <laughs> uh. But you know that. But so, you know, so he and I meet up and all these different things and then this comes into play. But all that sort of stuff is that that that's a hugely important thing is that who knows if all this rambling that that we do and that all this story that you just told us, if it, if it helps even one person, you know, yeah, so one and what um, and what uh, seriously, though, that I mean, I've I've enjoyed the hell out of myself. It's been uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny, you know. Mike and I, Mike and I joke. Well, I joke about it all the time that I that I talk too much, and he just sits back half the time and <laughs> hear him laugh. Yeah, right. We sit, we know we sit there because we hear a little chuckle. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So you know, I'm sure he sits back half the time and relaxes, and this is nice, man. We get to sit back and hear your hear your story, and um, and just so you know too, and um. Obviously, I promoted this, you know, we promoted this coming up into this week. I'm going to do the same thing. The episode, uh, just so you know, will be up tomorrow morning. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would like that, too. I think we have we have somebody scheduled for next week. But let's take a look at the next few weeks. And because um, I uh, honestly, I, and I think Mike's uh, along the same lines, I'd like to hear more from you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, I want to hear, uh, hear what's, uh, what, how you got sober and why you stay sober and how you stay sober and all that good stuff because that's well, the important stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And you know, obviously, Bill knows I can talk. And hey, I'll tell you something else. We, if y'all ever get really desperate and need some uh, dates filled in, <laughs> we can get my husband on here and get his uh, perspective on the, on the thing because we actually have got some videos for my YouTube channel that we uh, – we were, we're, I say we're working on. We we've got plans for them. We just hadn't set our asses down long enough to do them yet. But you know, a lot of right. people ask about him and and want to know like, what's he think about this? What's he think about that? How was he here? How was there? Hey, his memory is a hell of a lot better than mine. He probably tell you my story sure. better than I can. So there, you know, if y'all ever get desperate enough and need something else, uh, I, I'll be more than happy to make his ass sit down. And it's it's neat because he hears me so much. Um, I love hearing him say things like he'll say something i'm like that's in the big book how in the hell did you just know that he's like that i do listen (laughs) to you you know and it's so funny the things that he'll say and i'm like and we watch mom have y'all watched mom oh yeah okay well like when they clap after the shares he's like that fucking drives me crazy you don't clap why do people (laughs) and it's just so funny and i you know he he just (laughs) learns and and it and it's you know it is a family disease and at the same time you need that support uh, with that family to recover, you know, to recover, and so um, I, I would be more than happy to help you guys out anytime. And I'm so grateful that y'all are here doing what you're doing. And um, I, I'm just I'm elated to call you my friends. Cool. Well, we yeah we appreciate that. We obviously feel the same. So so yeah, I mean, you and I uh, will touch base on that. We'll figure out another time, and then just like Mike said, yeah, this. So we've gotten through all the all the shit that we all go through. So now what 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 comes next is what we want to obviously want to hear because that's really what like Mike said that that is that's the important stuff. We all right. we all have uh, you know we all have your story. We all have yeah. my story and Mike's story. But right. So then you know what do, what do we do for the next four years or ten years or twelve years? So right. So cool. I love it. Right, yeah. So well, I mean, we all have that war story, but what are right. you doing today to stay on track? What keeps yep, you right. going each day? Exactly. I love it. I love it. Great idea. 
<laughs> so here's so here's the fun part is that everyone who listened to all this for now an hour and 13 minutes oh, y'all shit. y'all gonna have to come back what's that way i said y'all come back now you hear <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah there we go thank you that's what i was looking for well Yay. daphne honestly uh Thank you, thank you so much. You know, for taking the time out of out of your day to, to join up with us, and uh, I mean, we'll, we will we'll figure it out for everyone out there over the next few weeks to um, to see when. Because I know that there's a couple of open dates that we still have open in the next probably 30 days, and uh, it'd be fun to bring you on sooner than later to you know to for to sure. get the rest of that. But absolutely, uh, I'd love so cool. It. Okay, so. Right. It, and if you if you've listened to any other episodes, I always I always hit this hit Mike with this. So Mike, anything yes. on your mind? Anything else you want to talk to our our esteemed guest about? Nope, not a damn thing. <laughs> and that's always his answer. Yep. So and you you know how he closes this out. So now it's time, Daphne, for you and I to sit back and Mike can Mike can close us out. Sounds uh-huh. right. well, Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Daphne, for joining us today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. As always, be kind to each other. Do something good for somebody else this week. And as always, please, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, brother. Once again, once again, Daphne, thank you very much. And uh, I love you, brother. Love you, too. Everybody be good. All right, guys. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.